You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 156 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. What's happening in Gina world, Gina? <laughs> oh, so much happening, Val. Really? It's, tell uh, me, tell me. Well, I've got a public service announcement. Oh, so this okay. week I thought I'd, uh, you know how you like to push things to see how far you can go? <laughs> Do you do that? Um, do you like well, test you yourself? Do. I well, know I that do. you do. Yes, I like to compete against myself, and okay. so I'm competitive, right? Yes. So this week, the clever thing that I tried was like, how many rolls of roll paper can I get into my car? So roll paper is the oh. background roll paper that I use when I'm doing um, shoots. So often yes. I'm required to bring the whole studio to locate onto location, and so usually I might have one maybe two rolls that I'll take so this mm. time mm. I thought yeah three I'm going to get three rolls in the car and I had all okay. my gear like the whole car was packed and so the third roll actually not a good idea smash the windscreen <laughs> oh no mm. <gasps> so oh. yes yeah because it's like it's just fits in where it's not touching the windscreen or the back windscreen, right? Mm. But because there was so much stuff in the car, I couldn't get the angle of the roll paper <gasps> right. So, and um, so when the door, the back door got shut, it pushed oh. against the windscreen and cracked. <gasps> and now so I've been just been watching the crack get bigger and bigger. But then oh. there's this whole new education, Val, in uh-huh. replacing windscreen. So now I'm an expert. Okay. Was, yeah, so you can get the original uh, windscreen, like the original brand one, uh, yes, six hundred dollars yes. more, or oh. there's the you know off-brand one, which is yes. like considerably less. And now I've been investigating. Apparently, come from the same factory. The difference really? is you get a sticker. Yeah. On it, you pay six hundred bucks extra for the sticker. So. Oh my goodness. And. and they come yes. to you. They'll come into your house and fit the windscreen while you're doing other stuff. You don't even have to go to the windscreen place anymore. Even better. Even wow. better. So there you okay. go. That was an expensive mistake, really. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So after you cracked the windscreen, this was on your way to the job? Uh, yeah, as I'm loading the car, yeah. So yeah, so what did you do? Did you... I just, I just, well, so because I spoke to a few people and they're like, it's not going to fall in or anything, don't worry. <laughs> and so, so uh, yeah, but now I know all about windscreens. 
Oh my god. And goodness. I haven't done it for ages, like so he's You mean you've done it before? What's, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing oh. over and over? But so hang on, have I you done, done it before? It for several years, yeah. I used to do it every year regularly. Oh my god. Like once a year I'd crack a windscreen. But I got better at packing the car and But would you crack uh, this, it because of a paper roll? Yeah, always with a paper roll. Oh my god. Okay. So just be careful and usually get a like a an old T-shirt, fold it up, put it on either end so that it's got like a buffer so that it's not like you're not the edge of the box isn't hitting the windscreen. Oh, that my God. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. Wow. Common amongst photographers, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the uh, podcast community uh, group that'll that'll have this, a similar story. But you can always the, the other option is you put it on top of the car. But I don't yeah. have roof rack. And I don't know oh. how to tie. It. And you would be, your car's so high. How would you even get be it able up there? to put I things on the ladder to do it? I know. Yeah. I, so there you go. That's, That's my insane. news. Yeah. Okay, that's that's. Thank you for that public service announcement. That's all right, Belle. Well, I've had a bit yeah, of a shit a, day. You've had a shit day, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what happened, Belle? Well, about half an hour ago, the plumber finally left because the sewage pipe at the front of our house decided to. Erupt. <laughs> Hello to anyone who's enjoying their dinner while they're Sorry. listening to the podcast. Sorry, people. <laughs> so it hasn't been the most pleasant experience, mm. and our neighbours probably hate us. <laughs> mm. So there's sewage all over your front driveway. I, ha- I haven't dared to look since the plumber left, but I am hoping <laughs> and praying that somehow he was nice enough to clean it up. Hose it all down. I'm hoping. I haven't. I'm just too scared to look, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been an eventful day. Let's say. Life's a roller coaster, mm-hmm. isn't it, Val? Life's you a know, roller one coaster. Minute you're up there at your, you know, launching your new painting commission, <laughs> and at the next minute you're cleaning shite up off the driveway. <laughs> That's how life works. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, in terms of my day or smashing a windscreen, mm, I think they're pretty equal, I reckon. Uh, I reckon you win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh Well, uh, perhaps let's move on to <laughs> this podcast, well, my, which is – mine was. Photography related, your yes, not so much, (laughs) not so much, and there will be no photos either. All right, we want to give a shout out to TMN80, that's an interesting username, who has left us a review on iTunes and called it great podcast for photographers. Now, TMN80 has said, I finally made the decision to follow both my curiosity and passion and get serious about my photography. 
in doing so, I searched for podcasts that would help me in reaching my goal. Thankfully, I found Gina and Val's podcast. It has been so beneficial and educational. I'm excited to get the newly published podcast. I highly recommend this podcast for any photographers who want to take their craft to the next level. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, TMN80 from the USA. Really appreciate it. And if any other listeners have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating in iTunes, please do because it really helps us in the rankings. But, um, yeah, thank you, TMN80, because um, that's made our day. Now, this episode is about how to photograph real estate. Now, it's so um, interesting that you have picked this topic, Gina, because this morning my partner and I were looking online and we discovered that, well, his dream house, I actually have a different dream house, so that's yeah. going to be a problem really, but his dream house is for sale and we were <gasps> looking at this dream house, at the pictures online, and yeah. they are Stunning. These photographs are just, you could not, you you just want to, you just want the house. I mean, you want the house anyway, but you really, really had to admire the photography and because it is quite an art real estate photography because it's very important to be able to capture not only the space accurately, but also give a sense of, um, you know, the location, but also be able to get it from the right angles so it shows itself off and also to if you don't have a stylist to know some styling tips Mm. so that you can um, present the shots in the best light. So, so I, I looked at those shots and I actually thought, "Mm, I wonder who they got to shoot them because they were a cut above your usual real estate photography. They were certainly a cut above than the real estate photography that I got in the last place I sold. I had to direct in the end because (laughs) – Of course you did, Val. It was just ridiculous. So, um, but I'm sure this this place um, in the dream house, uh, the photographer required no direction because it was um, really fantastic. So, where do we start with how to photograph real estate? So, and when I say real estate, Val, I'm talking about, you know, any kind of building and like you you see this type of photography comes in handy for photographing. There's lots of little niches where it could come in handy, like, you know, Airbnb is like a really uh, up and coming, well, you know, growing company where people are uh, putting their homes out to rent, you know, or rooms or parts of their rooms to bring in extra income. And so I often use Airbnb a lot when I travel and yeah. the difference in photography is just like amazing. Like you can get yeah. really great images or not so great images. And also uh, I see it in hotels and resorts. And also you can use these techniques that I'm going to talk about for photographing lifestyle photography. What's really mm. good about learning these techniques is Shooting real estate is a great niche for newbie photographers to come up through because it can be a regular source of income. So often a lot of real estate companies will hire photographers to go out and shoot their listings and so you'll get like volume work mm. and you've got to go around and quickly shoot uh, the the um, the property uh, inside right. and outside. So it's a great way to break into the industry and there are photographers that just do that. That's their full 
full-time gig that that, that yep. they only photograph real estate. So, but as a as someone coming up the ranks, it's a good good thing to learn. It can you can make some extra cash doing it, and so I think we it was worth uh, dedicating a whole uh, episode to. So, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to photographing real estate, the first thing that's uh, crucial to getting great shots, a cut above, you can like get your iPhone out and just whip around, which a lot of uh, people will do and use that. But if you want to have photography that looks like the, the stuff that you saw for the dream house, you need to uh, make sure that you're shooting it in a particular way. And the best way to do that, shoot manual mode. Absolutely right, essential yes. to capture uh, the 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 right light and 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 create the sort of vibe that you want. So, in terms of gear, there's a few things that are that are crucial to get good real estate shots, and that is you mm. must have a tripod to shoot with yep, because right. you need to shoot at a slightly slower shutter speed and also the way, and I'll explain this uh, during the podcast, that the way that you photograph real estate is it's often the best way to get a good balance of light where you've got, say, uh, some of the exterior detail outside and the right detail inside and you're capturing, you're not getting too many shadows, is to blend exposures. And so it's Mm. essential that you shoot on a tripod. So you do need a tripod. You also need the right lens and it's important that you've got a wide angle lens. And so a minimum of around 20 24 to 35 millimeters is is perfect for shooting real estate. You can go wider as well, but around 24 to 35 is pretty good. So you can capture like the entire room in one go. A longer lens isn't going to get it. It's going to be really hard to to get all the rooms looking amazing and capture the entire room. Um, You also should have longer lenses to pick up little details in the room because it's often you, you get like, show off each room, but you also want to capture details as well as you're shooting. Mm. So a longer lens will give you that. It's also important you can shoot real estate just using daylight, but if you want to get the shots like the shots that you noticed, these are created by lighting, using lighting. So, And it Mm. it doesn't have to be high-end studio-style lighting. You can get away with a speed light, and in fact, it's probably better, especially if you start shooting volume like lots and lots of real estate shots. You want to be able to move from place to place quickly and set up quickly. So if you're having to carry around heaps of gear, it's going to take you a lot longer to set up. So a speed Mm. light is Mm -hmm. uh, perfect and one speed light will do it really. You can can do this with just one speed light and one camera. So sort of the entry, getting into this type of photography is not as expensive as uh, other kinds of photography where you might need more lights and modifiers. So you don't even need a modifier for for the speed light. You can get away with uh, a naked um, flash head, right, just on yep. the speed yep. light. So uh, if you want to go sort of next level with your real estate photography, then something like a tilt shift lens is helpful and that is like a 70 or 24 millimeter lens where the actual lens itself uh it shifts so that like you Mm. you you can get your angles straight because when you're shooting with a wide angle lens 
and particularly if you've got like high ceilings and you need to tilt the camera, what happens is you get the, the room starts to tilt as well. So the tilt shift allows you to, to tilt the actual lens when it's attached to the camera to get your angles straight. So it comes in really handy and that's kind of next level. If you don't like, and these, uh, these lenses are, are fairly expensive. If you don't have the tilt, shift lens you can get away without one because there's lots of uh, fantastic software that you can use in post-production to will that that will um correct the distortion uh mm-hmm. a, a lot a, a easier as well so that's the the kind of uh gear that you're looking at to shoot your real estate photography Val. Okay, so yeah, it's pretty straightforward, but it's that's good. Straightforward. It's a pretty simple kit and like you can yes. pretty much have it like one bag, the tripod attached to the bag, yes. your speed light in the bag and uh, everything's there. So, you know, you can whip around really um, quickly to get these shots. Mm-hmm. In terms of camera settings, Mm. So when you're going around and you're wanting to shoot uh, real estate, there's a, there's a couple of settings that, that probably work best. So when you're shooting, if you're shooting the interior of a home, you want to be shooting at an ISO of around 100 to 400. Now, if you're the interior, if it's a, a bright day, like you want to be shooting your interior sort of uh, in the middle of the day or around mm-hmm. between 11 and, say, three because it's you know on a bright day that you're going to be able to use the natural daylight and the trick of good real estate photography is to use as much ambient light as possible okay so that's why the tripod comes in really handy so you're shooting like if it's bright you can kind of keep keep it around 100 to 400 and uh you just what you're doing is doing something called dragging the shutter where you're you're having your shutter speed a lot slower to bring in a lot more ambient light okay right all right the other thing that you want is when you're shooting real estate you want to see everything in the room so it's important that uh you're your aperture is uh, set to a narrower setting, somewhere oh. around 8 to 16, so that you're getting maximum detail in the room because it's yeah. you're, you're, you're showing off everything in the room. So you don't want, say, the corner of a couch to be sharp and then the room drops out of focus, uh, which is p- possibly nice for maybe a lifestyle shot or mm. your detail shots. But when you, when you want to see the whole room, you want it to be dark, uh, sharp throughout and and also yep. the exteriors as well. You want it to be nice and sharp throughout, so you, you're showing the house off to you know as 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 best possible, right? Yeah. And also, you, you, you're having everything on a on a tripod, so you want to avoid uh, the camera shake. So you probably want to have a, a good sturdy tripod that you sit the camera on. All right. Mm. Now, when it comes to to shooting the actual property. When you're setting up the camera, it's important that you get the camera height correct because if it's too high or too low, you're going to get, especially when you're shooting wider, you're going to start to get uh, your angles will start to distort. So have you ever noticed, Val, that when you're using a wide angle lens, if you come in and you're shooting a room, do you notice how like the vertical lines tend to to bow out? Yes. 
absolutely. Yeah, and, mm. and 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 sort of you tilt the camera up or down, and it'll it'll get worse. <laughs> so <laughs> the way to avoid that is if you ha- have your camera set to about waist level. Mm. All right. So and 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 then you want to have your camera level so you that that's and this is my blind spot <laughs> that's why mm. I photograph people that I often forget to check that so you want to make sure that you look for vertical lines in the room so it might be the door frame or the mm. corner of a room or something and you want to look through your viewfinder and line that up and make sure that that's nice and straight and that in fact that your camera sits nice and level there's little um cheap little accessories that you can buy they're like you know the levels that you get um that that builders have the builders level when they're building something they want to make sure it's straight so it's like a a, a, a like a long um piece of uh, timber and it's got like a, a little bub a uh, uh, the spirit level. The spirit level, right? Yeah, so I bought can... one the other day. What for? Because it was cute. <laughs> yeah, so you can get little cubes that actually <laughs> sit on the top. You just bought it because it was cute, Val. Yeah. It's really cute. You should see it. I bought it just on the weekend. Right. It's a little, yeah. <laughs> so... That's great, Val. <laughs> you asked. Yeah, I guess. So if you don't want to carry around a proper, you know, builder's um, level, you can actually download an app on your onto your smartphone. Yes, and not so it's cute. The same, not so cute, but it mm. works the same way. And then you can put your smartphone on top of your camera and use that right to level off your camera or you can just yes. use your eyesight as well yeah. <laughs> and also uh, a lot of uh, tripods have spirit levels built into the head that you can yes, they do. wait till you get your little bubble in the middle so that, mm. that's that's quite crucial and it saves you a lot of work in post-production getting everything level and also if your shot is uh, out of whack when you shoot it when you come to post-production you're going to find that you'll lose you'll have to crop a lot of the image and yeah. you might lose a lot of the top or the bottom just to get the whole image straight so it's important to get it as straight as possible in camera mm-hmm. the other thing that you want to make sure you're doing with real estate shots is shoot everything horizontal that's going to look a lot better you're going to get a lot more of the room it's hard to get a room to get everything in a room when you're shooting vertical and you're going to find that you're getting lots of ceiling and lots of floor so you're better off having a horizontal aspect so that you get the entire room in the shot so just keep it all horizontal mm-hmm. um when you're shooting the room rather than shooting a room flat on like um have like the the walls to the left and to the right and then you've got your back wall at the back of the camera so square on Mm -hmm. which is not very dynamic try and shoot into the angle of a room which will give it a a a look that is more spacious and it's in, into the corner easy. like so that the corner, corners yeah, in so front of shoot, you shoot across a, it, the, shoot into the room on a diagonal okay uh, rather flat on and it'll give that uh it'll give a, a like make the room appear larger and it's a bit more interesting rather than shooting flat on you can't do that everywhere but like where you can it's going to make your shots look a lot more interesting okay great 
right? And mm-hmm. one thing also to remember, and I made this mistake very early on in my uh, – when I was shooting, starting to shoot. I did a lot of uh, at-homes back in the day, Val, where there right. were, you know – for Instagram where the talent just did them, do them themselves now. But, like, we would be sent out to celebrities' homes and photograph them in each room of the house going, here's, oh, my, yes. here's my beautiful mansion, this is my kitchen, yes. this is my yes. lounge room, and I have to shoot everyone. And I think the first one that I ever did, I was so happy with it, Val, so happy mm-hmm. with myself. You can imagine mm-hmm. I was dead in a yes. strut and I delivered <laughs> it to the um, picture editor at the magazine and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's all great except it's flat i'm like what do you mean it's flat what do you what 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 are you talking about he's like well see how there's all these lamps in the room he said turn them on and i'm like but it's daytime that doesn't make sense he said yes Mm. but that adds life to the shot and i've never forgotten that because he made me go back and reshoot it oh yeah right wow back and reshoot a shot because it's like i forgot to turn the lamps on that's first thing i do now when doing anyone in a room is I turn all the lights on in the house yes. and it adds life. And I, I know it doesn't make sense because you think, well, it's daytime, why should the lights be on? But it makes a huge difference to how the shot looks. So uh, turn on all the LEDs overhead, turn on all the, the, the little side lamps, turn on all the lights. And a, a good thing that if you're doing this a lot, that you might find that when you go to all these, uh, if you you know shooting lots of properties, um, the lights will be have different types of bulbs in them so if you can just switch them over to um maybe a daylight bulb you've got to watch out for the ones that are red or green or like the old fluoro you don't get that so much in homes now that like everyone's sort of got a a bit more consistent looking lighting and it's not 15 different colors but it's something to uh, be aware of when when you shoot yeah yeah absolutely okay that's smart all right, so the other thing is you want to be looking out for little details when you shoot. So like maybe – and often when – I've become an expert in Airbnb listings now. When you see <laughs> when you see a property and they don't show any of the rooms, they just show the view, you know it's oh. not going to be property. <laughs> it's like a sign and it's like mm. this is like they couldn't find a single uh, room that was worth showing so they show the view but often that can help uh, support the, the the home if you've got like a nice view or like if it's a country property you might get a shot of a bird in a bird feeder or there might be like if it's a period home there might be lovely architectural details and things like that shoot those yes. as well because they actually help to support the, the 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 look of the home as well so don't forget those get lots and lots of those overdo it at the start and then you'll sort of get into a rhythm and uh, and know what to look for when you shoot it. Yep, yep, that makes sense. Okay, cool. The next thing that you that is crucial, Val, and I think this is something that you're all over. That before when before you start shooting, you want to style the property. So you yes. want to go around and make sure it's looking absolutely a million bucks before you shoot it. So there's little mm. things. These are all little one percenters. 
declutter. So if there's lots of, you know, too much furniture, maybe pull some furniture out. So because you want to make the home look spacious, you want to give the viewer a sense of that, that there is space and that it's easy to move around. Because if you look at a home that's got lots of stuff, like you go, say Jan in account was selling her home. <laughs> I, she's got that doll collection. I know I go on about it. A hundred dolls that are like really cool. Their eyes follow you around. And like Jan loves those dolls, but if you're yeah. trying to sell the house, the first thing you do is like get rid of the doll collection, Jan. Yeah. Those in the basement with the. It's um, like the- I met this lady in Melbourne and she has 23,000 cows. Like yeah, that's fig- not right. Figurines. That, I guess. Mm. Well, you know. She's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. Why? (laughs) (laughs) So declutter, get rid of the cows and get rid of the flower, get rid of the uh, the dolls. But you also want to have things like little touches like fresh flowers really brighten up a room and and add life. So you might want to bring those to the shoot Mm. or make sure that uh, the owners of the home, you know, get, get the right get some flowers and the right flowers too because there's there's high-end flowers and then there's bogan flowers yeah like from woolies yeah no carnations no Mm. just no and just as a public service announcement just no to carnations (laughs) don't buy them for people and chrysanthemums as well oh yeah you know Mm. but probably my least favorite flower don't know. Okay. So some some classy flowers are worth What's putting a classy into flower. The, well, something like um, a tulip. I love tulips. Or there's mm-hmm. orchids. Or um, mm-hmm. it depends on the space as well. You want it to make. You want to make sure that it suits the space. So if you've got a very modern home with very clean lines, you don't want like bitsy looking flowers. You want like strong architectural uh, looking flowers. So you mm. you can even just have uh, greenery as well. Like you can get those long tall green uh palm leafy leaves things, yeah. look mm. amazing or you just mm. want to have like you know single flowers but it, it, it depends on the home you want them to complement the home as well so I, I think it's really important the other thing like mm. little details like making sure if you've got there's uh, blinds in the in the room that they're all set to the same height not one up one down or they're not yes. crooked you know you want to make sure that you remove move any personal images like you know those homes where people have mm. like had the nude portrait done of them in the <laughs> 1980s <laughs> soft filter it's like that cute shot in the bedroom maybe take that down for the so I went into this home once <laughs> and there was they really liked photos of themselves yeah. and they weren't in the nude or anything, yeah. but there was photographs like in picture frames all over the house and my friend and I decided to count them and we <laughs> stopped counting at 78. Oh, my God. And this is yeah. just a regular size house. Yeah. Yeah. So you get rid of that, you hide all of that, and uh, even stuff like uh, getting rid of fridge magnets and the menus mm. off the fridge and things like that uh, mm-hmm. because that's just more clutter. And clean the bench tops and hide any dishes. Hopefully yeah, no just put them in the oven. <laughs> and put them in the oven and the, the dish rag and the, the palm olive soap that sits on yeah. the dish. 
after that and the dish drainer, get rid of all of that. Put maybe a nice bowl of fruit instead. In mm. the um this is one that's close to your heart, Val. When you go in the bathroom in the toilet, close the toilet lid. <laughs> so make sure that the plumber has actually, you know, closed. did he did did so this is how I determine if a tradesman's any good. I know I've talked about this before, uh-huh. but a they either have a uh, if they're like painting outside or doing stuff outside, they've got a lit rolled cigarette that stays on their lip for the whole time that they're working. Right? Every tradesman I've had that works like that, they're old school. They're really good at their job. The other is the uh, how many inches of crack are showing. <laughs> pants. <laughs> well, it's winter. So, so did the plumbers <laughs> crack today? Did you? I didn't really take notice, but maybe I should have so that I could have reported back to you. you. When a plumber comes, first thing. No, no, no. It's only what I do when when you're <laughs> photographing Trina because you always have your plumber's crack showing. <laughs> so I always take a photo <laughs> and threaten to post it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just tuck in, Gina? Just I'm tuck in. in now. I'm tucked in. I tuck mm. in to my undies now, so, like, there's no, <laughs> you know. It's not going on anymore. So moving on, Val, hide yeah. uh, in the bathroom, hide the soap on a rope. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, make sure mirrors are clean, glass surfaces are clean. If um, in the bathroom, make sure that then the towels are nice and new. You don't want the threadbare towels that are half bleached and, mm. you know, all of that. So just making sure that everything looks amazing. Uh, you can add some little elements of life to the home because you want to get the sense of when someone looks at the shot, they want to picture themselves in the home. That You know, that's mm. halfway to selling it. So if you can picture mm. yourself there, then, you know, it might help you part with the millions of dollars of cash that you need to buy a home these days. So maybe um, – Things like adding a pot of coffee on the kitchen bench or some mm. cookies or things like that that give a sense of life as well. Yes. All right. So moving on to the exterior now, uh, you also want to make sure that when you shoot the exterior, one of the best times to shoot an exterior is you want to make sure that the house is mm. the aspect of the house that you're photographing and you want to go around and shoot. So often the back of the house may look better than the front of the house. Yeah. Whatever whatever part of the house you want to shoot so you know it's a not so attractive front of the house when they just feature the pool you know basically but you want to make sure that the house is lit naturally so it's not in shadow like you don't want the sun behind the house so that the house is heavily in shadow so Mm. you need to go maybe do a recce and find out or you there's some apps online that you can determine where the sun's going to be so that you know that the front of the house is lit so you want some sun and if you can you want to be shooting the house at twilight because that's going to give you a really sexy look to the house so as as the the lights going down and you've got like a nice uh, sunset going on. All the all the lights in the house are turned on, including like garden lights and everything, so that, that it gives a really beautiful right. sparkle to the house. So if you look at a lot of high end uh, real estate shots, you'll notice that they're 
all shot in twilight. The, the light mm. looks amazing. The house looks amazing. So you go around, turn all the lights on. Um, and if you've got those uh, a home and it's like not quite dark, you know how the uh, solar lights come on when it's dark? Yes. If you've got lots of solar lights that surround the house and you want those to come on as well, just go around and put like, little post-it notes on top of each of the solar lights and that'll uh, clever. Trick, yeah, trick them into thinking it's nighttime and then Trick bring the those on. Lights. And, oh, the solar lights. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's You're uh, sneaky, if, Gina. Sneaky. If it's but a, I knew that. <laughs> if it's a house that uh, maybe you, you just want to add a bit more, um, make it look a bit flashier and it's like there might be a, like a, a lot of driveway, like your driveway now, like it's probably wet, <laughs> right, Val? <laughs> because it's been hosed down and... <laughs> All the shite's been hosed into the like because you're on the high end of the street. You bought well, Val, but the poor people on the low end of the street are going. What is what? what? I know <laughs> they probably hate us. <laughs> and all the little kids. I hope the kids have all had their hep- hepatitis shots. Oh, oh no! <laughs> um, but. But the nice thing, if you go out there now and if the driveway's still wet and you get yeah. low enough and shoot your property. <laughs> I'm not going low to, enough. There's going to be nice reflections in the driveway. So, so if you've got a home with a lot of driveway and hopefully it's not wet because of why yours is wet, but, but if you hose down the driveway and then you'll get a nice reflection there and that, yes. that also has a lot of sparkle. To that, that's to the a home. good idea. Right. So I have a question: Should you yeah. shoot if you're shooting internally? Well, I suppose externally too, but specifically, if you're shooting internally, should you have the windows open? Uh, I don't know because that's going to add all these extra lines. So no, close the, close. In the house. It's going to add all the extra lines. Well, I guess it depends what kind of windows you have. Yeah, what kind of windows are they? Well, I, could, I don't know. I mean. It depends. But, yes. All right. Most of the most of the homes have been like closed windows, I guess. So, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm. Now, when the other thing is that often when you're maybe doing the shot at twilight, you might get the great, like, warm light of the sunset, but the sky yes. could complete caca. Sorry, Val, yeah, to caca. remind you about. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is the driveway caca, the sky is also caca. So, yes. what you can do in, in, and what a lot of real estate photographers do is they actually have a stock collection of skies so say that you were photographing the home at um with a a focal length of 24 millimeters you might go out like if it's a a great day and you notice a beautiful skies just shoot them start shooting stock and collecting them and 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 saving them of all the beautiful because you want like a little bit of wispy cloud in the sky some nice color and then if you've got like 
gone to the house and it's like a grey, yucky, kaka sky, you can mm. swap it out very easily for a beautiful, like, blue sky with wispy clouds and look a lot – it looks a lot sexier, far more appealing than having, like, a white sky or just a plain blue sky, which can be boring. So that's uh, also worth doing. So um, just yes, – uh, so, so it's always worth collecting good skies. Now, yes. when it comes to shooting – the post-production uh, is where all the magic happens. So you, yeah. you want to make sure that you get all the work done, a lot of it done in camera and make sure that you, you know, the, the house looks amazing, you've decluttered, you've done everything possible to make it look good. When you're actually shooting the home, the interior, there are ways that you can shoot by combining uh, ambient light and a bit of fill flash and Ooh. or you can do it as an HDR now the problem with HDR Ooh. is it tends to have that fakey look you know it's just too much there's yes. detail all the way through so a much nicer way to photograph a property is to combine a little bit of fill flash with some ambient and what you're doing is you're shooting multiple exposures so Let's just say we're at Jan's house again, Val. Yeah, Jan with the dolls. So we're shooting in her lounge room and mm. out her lounge room she's got like uh, quite a nice view and so you want to see that there is a garden just out, out the, uh, the the triple bifold doors that she has. Out, okay, out yes. There. So you want to show a bit of the, the, the backyard there and yep. you also want to make sure that you've got the right exposure inside. So let's say that you were in there and it was around uh, midday so the light mm-hmm. is uh, above, the sun's above the home. There's enough yep. light flooding in if you do a your your first exposure will be and so you've set up your tripod and you've locked everything down so you're not going to move anything from from the next um few frames right you'll take your first frame is going to be the correct shot with ambient so you're exposing for the interior Okay, so you yep. want that to look good. Now, what, what you'll find is when you expose for the interior, if that's correct, the you're not going to see a lot of what's outside. It'll be blown out because obviously the difference yep. between what the interior looks like and the exterior is quite um, high. So you'll get like sure. a white or like if there's green, a little bit of greenery out there, you'll get a little bit of a sense of the back, the backyard, right? The next yep. exposure you want to take is exposing for the exterior. So you want to get an exposure that's correct, that shows you the garden, right? That that's correctly exposed. So let's yes. say to get the exterior, the interior correct, and you're shooting at F8 at 24 millimeters, yep. you, you might have a shutter speed of a 15th or an eighth of a second to get that yep. looking great, okay? Yep. If you're shooting for the exterior at F8, you might find that your shutter speed is uh, one two hundredth of a second, mm-hmm. a lot faster. So so now you've got two exposures of the same room, one for outside, yep. one for inside. Now, if this was just pure HDR, all we do is take that into Lightroom or Photoshop and there's a whole episode on HDR in the archives if you want a, a refresher yep. on that. But you combine those two exposures and magically Lightroom works it out and gives you a combination where you've got detail outside and detail inside. All right? right. So it looks yep. pretty good. 
but it's kind of it's it, it, it's too good. It doesn't look real enough. So the the way around that is to do a third exposure, Val, where oh. you put a little bit of fill flash into the interior where you pop a bit of light so that you can oh. uh, light up a, a certain aspects of the room and it gives it a lot more sparkle, okay? So you've got the third okay. option where you'll have your speed light on a stand or you can actually hold it and just point it into the ceiling if you've got a white ceiling in the home. Oh, if yes, yes. If you don't, you'll have to manufacture some sort of um, thing to bounce the flash off so you might have a white piece of card that you shoot in and that's going to fill the room with a bit of flash and you might want to start at half power and just have a look so it's like adding a little dook of light like I do with the portraits into the room okay so you're lighting it up and now you've got uh, a few separate exposures and what you can do with those is combine the three in Photoshop and blend them. So you can take little aspects where you might have uh, part of the room is uh, like there's areas where the ambient light has done a nice job of uh, lighting the room, but you find that when you bring in the flash, it's going to give you a few shadows. So if you're just using only flash, maybe if there's, say, a a lamp or a coffee table in the room, where the the flash hits those areas, it's going to create shadows underneath, right? So you'll use the, the ambient uh, shot that you took and blend it with the flash shot and you right. get you can blend the the three exposures together and you'll get like a really natural looking room shot so you can Ooh. you can find the elements that you want and build your shot and that's how a lot of real estate photographers work and it's it's pretty easy to do and and uh, like pretty straightforward with combining layers and blending. It's a bit more advanced than doing it as an HDR, but you're going to get much better result. The other trick that when you're doing your multiple blending is to um, make sure that your blending mode in Photoshop is set, set to luminance rather than normal. And that just means that you can blend the, uh, the, the light and dark rather than affecting the colors. Oh, okay, great. So that'll all make sense when you've got it in in front of you. So, and finally, the what you want to look out for is when you're shooting, particularly with wide lenses, is you get something called uh, lens distortion or lens barreling, and that's where you uh, you get that bowing that happens, especially when you're using like a much wider lenses, like a twenty or a seventeen. You you start to get your verticals they bow a kind of a barrel look. So if you yeah. take that into Lightroom or Photoshop, you can actually uh, correct that uh, very easily. And if you go to my uh, YouTube page, uh, there's a couple of tutorials on how to correct that uh, very easily. So you can okay. have a look at those. So um, that's pretty much it. I've got some that's pretty um, good. Yeah, other suggestions. Oh, I want to add as well because when I sold my last place, you know, and I had to direct the photographer, well, when he supplied the shots, I was like, are you serious? And because what I had done, it admittedly this was my fault because I had some plants and I wanted them to be perky, so I watered them. But, of course, when I watered them, the water ran through the pot and onto the tiles below, which were grey. And so there were these 
big dark patches uh, on yeah. the grey tiles, which the photographer took That's and that's fine, but he really should have photoshopped them out. Yeah, of course. It's the little details, Val, that Which, make all the yes, difference. He didn't. So I had to send them back and say, I think it would be best if you Photoshop these out. Yeah. Um, and uh, so little things like that, if you find, you know, patches and, uh, or, or, or marks that you didn't notice, then, um, yeah, try and fix them if you can. Yeah, and so I've also got some other suggestions from the Facebook group uh, Brains Ooh. Trust here on this one as well. So yes. Peter Foote uh, hey, Peter. wrote in, it's, hello, and uh, he's a very active member of the group. Yes, um, great, he, he said that he likes to shoot to show as much floor as possible, and mm. he said I like to have the lights on and be careful to keep verticals vertical. And yes. he also mentions rich Rich Balm is the godfather of RE photography, and I imagine that means oh, real, real estate. estate. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I'm thinking, what does RE photography? Is oh that a new God. term? Like, you know, is that what all the kids are saying these days? Um, and he has a great YouTube channel, so maybe check that out. Uh, ben Hopkins uh, suggests turn all the lights on, yeah. change all the blown tubes, all the blown yes. bulbs. That's a good idea to because it would look silly to have, like, you know, a couple missing. Someone, yeah. Clean the bed sheets and tablecloths, uh, table clean bed sheets and tablecloths, and uh, the high aperture is going to give you those lovely little sp- star starlight um, sparkles as well. So, uh, Pamela said, uh, what did she say, um, using a wide-angle lens, use a tripod, and then she's talking about the uh, blending the exposures as well. Ooh. All right, so there you go. There's Love some. Um, I think they're great that, tips for real yeah. estate photography, absolutely. And yeah. the great thing is that this kind of photography is always in demand. And yes. I think that if you can shoot um, efficiently, it's something yep. that um, can be quite a useful and regular income because there are always houses on the market. Yep. And uh, and then if you can shoot like the dream house that just came on the market that I was referring to <laughs> earlier, which is like next level, you may then be asked to do more architectural photography and interior design photography as well. So that's kind of like next level after that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it can certainly lead to that as well. So uh, I love this topic. Thank you. I think it was a really good idea to talk about it. So um, just want to give a shout out to everyone who is in the gold community. We've welcomed a whole bunch of new members because we opened it up recently. If you want a, your opportunity to join with at a fabulous deal at a, at a great price, then check out um, GinaMilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And click on Join the Community to find out more. Um, it, if you are, if you want um, a, an, a very special deal, which is only going to be around for a, not much longer, maybe a week or so longer by the time this podcast comes out, then uh, make sure you check out the uh, the course Master the Magic of Manual Moan 
and get off auto forever because there's a great opportunity for you to get that course and join the community at the same time. So you do that by going to ginamilitia.com slash manual. So we look forward to seeing you on the inside of the gold community. And if you think there are some good tips and ideas and and advice that uh, is on the podcast, wait till you see what's in the gold community. It's, it's pretty awesome. So we look forward to seeing you in there. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode, Gina. Um, now, why don't you have a think about hashtag Gina Challenge? Now, that's something that we do every week where we have a particular topic or theme, and you can interpret that topic or theme however you like. And we upload our photos into the uh, Facebook group. Um, the, so if you want to go to the Facebook group, go to So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. Oh, sorry about Gary, Gary was very, very excited about the the, the thought of doing that. <laughs> so what is hashtag Gina's challenge this week? Oh, didn't Gary just told you, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> no yeah. one understood. I didn't. No one speaks dog. Get real. Okay, fantastic. I love it. So um, thanks for listening, everyone. Where do we find you online, Gina? GinaMilitia.com, at GinaMilitia on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Pinterest, Val. What about you? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to connect with me on Facebook through the uh, Facebook group. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.